Hello and welcome to Mums Work and Chaos with me, Louise. They say it takes a village to raise a child, so let me help you build yours. During this journey, I'll be learning about everything from neurodiversity in children's literature through to body image post-pregnancy. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Mums Work and Chaos with me, Louise. This week, I am super duper honoured to be joined by the amazing Lauren Smith, one <laughs> half of the Go Love Yourself podcast and just general body positivity Barkley Queen. That's the best way I can describe oh, you because you're amazing and I love you and your whole messaging, everything. So yes, would you like to tell us a little bit more about yourself? Oh my God, that's the nicest introduction ever. <laughs> <laughs> And um, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. And I always, I love doing other people's podcasts because I feel like the pressure's off a little bit. And so this is where you need to step in and stop me if I ramble. <laughs> There's no script I for me promise. this side. I promise. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I get well. That was a perfect introduction. Um, I co-host a um, a podcast all about body confidence, self love, talking a little bit about diet culture. Am I allowed to swear on this podcast, Louise? Of course, you are. Right? Yeah, tackling the bullshit that is uh, <laughs> diet culture. Um, just yeah, just learning to love and or accept ourselves the way we are in a world that doesn't really want to love us back. Um, and then off the back of doing that podcast, um have built a wonderful community online uh, mostly Instagram and I'm able to kind of share those messages on there as well which is amazing and I love it and it's just wonderful so that is a little bit about what I do <laughs> honestly I've I've so I obviously came across your co-host uh Laura Adlington through mm-hmm. Bake Off wasn't she wasn't she fabulous she was fabulous and awesome. immediately started following her Good. and then um when you guys launched the podcast obviously started following the podcast and I just absolutely love the little snippets that you guys put out on Instagram Thank all the different you. episodes and then of course as soon as you guys launched the uh, go love yourself community on Facebook mm-hmm. I was straight in there as oh well oh my god you're a proper um, OG I love it yeah. <laughs> I'm following you about really. no it sounds Yay. cool yeah. but um, no it, honestly like I think one of the hardest things when you're a woman anyway Mm. is you know we've got all these prehistoric beauty standards that have come about through the ages you've got this waif like sort of style that came out in the 20s and you know we had I guess really like this is the history that I know (laughs) (laughs) you know we sort of like got around to really there being sort of specific body types and like the way you had to have your body to fit clothes and that's not the way it should be clothes should fit your body not the other way around absolutely um but you know we've we've been upheld to these uh, stupid beauty standards since you know early 1900s and it's just continued and it's horrible but Mm. I think as well as a mum you are put in this you know sort of like box where you have to you know have a baby grow a baby look beautiful while you do grow the baby and then of course lose the weight as soon as the baby comes out of you which is impossible and it's not just weight it's like your organs are all smushed around and they all have to find their way back to the original I (laughs) (laughs) I think that's like one of the things that like sort of kicked off my own body positive journey was like 
trying to work out how I felt after having my first child especially Mm. because I did the whole you know have the baby go on maternity leave get super duper stupidly depressed because I hated (laughs) being at home on my own child and being isolated in that way but then also like not feeling like I looked the same or I could look the same Mm. um and I think that's what turned me around and led me to that place where I just went you know what fuck it (laughs) yeah (laughs) I've always wanted pink hair I'm just gonna bleach my hair and dye it pink I've always wanted a leather jacket I'm gonna have one I've always wanted Dr Martin's I shall go out and buy a pair and um honestly like having people like yourselves to follow and look up to it really does help sort of like reclaim that space as well so you know actually being able to go yeah okay I might feel shit today but there's stuff I can do to to make myself feel better even if that's like putting on the brightest colored lipstick you can possibly Mm -hmm. find or walking into an awesomely decorated room in your house because every room in your house is awesomely (laughs) decorated Um, but one of the things I really wanted to ask you was just to sort of like open with was like what does body positivity mean to you body confidence mean to you so I think uh just before we we started recording you said something really nice which I haven't really thought of in that way of of you know body confidence and body positivity or body acceptance whatever means different things to different people and I think that's like a really nice way that you put that and you know even for for those listen to our podcast or if you don't Laura my co-host and I we've got different views of what that is even between us yeah um and I love that. And I think f- so f- for me, body confidence and body positivity is getting to this place that I currently am and being like, I love myself. Mm. However, for a lot of people, it is, I like myself and I like my body and I know I can't change it or it's going to be really quite, you know, triggering or just not good for me to try and change it and so I accept my body for what it can do for me rather than what it looks like and whatever one that is it's just so important because the whole reason why we kind of started the podcast and I assume so many of your listeners will feel the same we've all had these like periods of time where we've been at war with ourselves where we hate ourselves (laughs) so much how much energy have we put into hating ourselves, hating our bodies. And as you said, to try and meet a standard that is set by a bunch of rich men, basically, is what I'm saying. Like, do you know what I mean? But it's, it, is, it is this thing of these very unrealistic beauty standards that we're trying to meet. And when we don't meet them, we feel like we failed. Yeah. But we haven't because our tagline for the podcast is like, the way you look is the least interesting thing about you. And that's probably the biggest message that helped with the start of my journey was like, Jesus Christ, like there's so much other stuff that I do and I'm about and all this kind of stuff that's not about my body or the way I look. Yeah. Why is it got to always be about it? Do you know what I mean? So even when that's you said earlier, like those days that you're not feeling good, you know, you know, try and put, you know, do what you can do. So that might be, as you said, put on a bright lipstick, bright, bright dress, uh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But also know that it's not the most important thing either. Yeah. Mm. We, I, I recorded a podcast, an episode recently with um, a, a PT as well, where we mm. talked about like, um, not just, well, he, he really interested me because he's called Coach for Parents and 
his whole premise isn't about getting that summer body, getting, you know, looking a certain way or being skinny or losing weight. Mm. Actually, it was about having a body that was functional for your job as a parent and being able to move better and get up the stairs without like collapsing, (laughs) being able to chase your kid around the playground and, and feel, you know, um, like your body was functioning properly. Mm. And I think that was, that's sort of the stage where I'm at now. Like I've gone through the, I I went through that stage where, you know, my, my boobs looked different. My tummy looked different. Mm. My hips were bigger. Um, I went up a couple of sizes, even if I lost weight, I was still in a bigger size jeans because my hips were bigger. I had physically changed from pushing a of course you, know, you did <laughs> out of my the JJ. But you know, you, you change. There are physical things that change that cannot be unchanged. It's like chemistry, mm. it's like baking a loaf of bread. <laughs> but you know, we um but yeah, those those things happen. Um so um yeah, those are these physical things that change and and his whole premise was like you know like I I mean I've had lower back problems since my second Mm. um and so I've I've been working a bit with him to sort out like my clicking hips and my lower back and things like that for Mm. me working with a PT hasn't been about changing the way I look it's Mm. about making my body work yeah um and and that was that was the really good thing about that podcast was like as well you know he opened with all food is good food like yes. there's no bad food he like he was like I would never recommend to my clients that they cut out a food group I would never do that blah 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 it's all about like you know you just eat what you want <laughs> you know it's fine um but yeah it was it was really interesting to to hear that message as well and especially from PT like you know we all encounter the diet industry and diet culture but like he even says like I don't even put myself within that like you know within that box that's a good PT right because yeah. I think for we, we we've been exploring this more recently and and I'm uh, I've gone through like a big sort of change I'd say in the last like three months which I'll, I'll get onto in a second but um, we need more PTs out there to understand the huge issues that so many of us have mm. when it comes to movement and then also yeah. talking about diet in the t- and by diet I mean the food we eat not yeah. you know eating to lose weight kind of thing um you know if I was to start with a PT and they were like right we're going to weigh you I'm like but I, I, I don't I, I don't want to exercise to necessarily lose weight yeah I want to do it because I know the mental health benefits are so incredible and that's what I want yeah so that that PT sounds like an absolute dude and Honestly, like, we all need him <laughs> my, my goal was to um stop stop clicking and cracking have more energy in the morning Mm. and actually sleep at night because like I I was finding that I was like watching telly until like midnight and then one of the kids would wake up and then I wasn't getting to sleep until like one in the morning because Mm. then I'd get the child back to sleep and then I'd end up doom scrolling on my phone instead of going to sleep yeah um and honestly it was just about having this en- more energy at the right end of the day so that I could concentrate in the morning mm. and actually get some sleep and yeah it's it's been brilliant honestly it's it's really helped but That's so great. yeah it's just like oh it's but, hard yeah, I think 
it's 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 funny isn't it because like you said you know we have this whole diet culture and pts who slam on that or they get bikini ready for the summer and mm. and get your bikini body and mm. i i love it when all the other when all the op- opposite memes come out and it's like you have a bikini and <laughs> you have a body, body. Get on the beach. You have a beach bikini body, yes. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Honestly, but like the the message of um, you know, eating and move it. And I say now movement rather than exercise because yes. I find exercise even just saying it, my brain has just gone fuzzy. Yeah. We're thinking about those hours and hours I spent on a bloody cross trainer trying oh. to like, like, oh, I must look good for this sexy man I'm dating. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if he doesn't love you for you, what's the point? <laughs> right. Um, uh, it takes a lot to get to that point where we're reframing those things yeah. for um, not for making our body smaller and also because then we don't want to necessarily make our body smaller because other people in the world is telling us to um, so for example recently pretty much you know same reasoning as you I wanted to make my life a little bit better so I've had some really like quite significant mental health struggles over the last six years Mm. and you know real like pigs and troughs moments and stuff and I had a really really awful start to the year um and at the end beginning of April I just went I can't do this anymore I can't keep having these episodes of feeling really low and all of these kind of things there's some things in my life that trigger me that I will never be able to change but I need to make my brain a nicer place to be and so from that point I took a few weeks to get to start it but then from that point I started going on walks every day and I started to I took a bit of time off of work and therefore had like the mental capacity to be able to do other stuff and not think and not stress and so naturally I've noticed that my binging and overeating has stopped and at this point of recording I haven't had a binge for about two months two and a half months three months which is insane yeah and it's all it's nothing to do with the way that I look it's to do with the way that I feel and two and a half months later my brain is such a nicer place to be and I just that's what that's the message I think we're about to start recording our season four and my Instagram messaging will change to this to kind of be like if you want to do these things, it's all about looking after your brain and your body. And I think mm. when, we, when we think about that, we think, okay, right. That means exercise and getting into like the gene size down. It's got nothing to do with that. Like yeah. health is such a big thing. It's not just about our physical health. It's about our mental health. And for me, my mental health to look after my mental health is more important. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, for me, it's reframing exercise and movement as something to do to help me and, and perhaps, yeah, to make, a commute a bit easier and the long days oh God, a bit yeah. easier and stuff well, like that so when yeah. I when I started working with Jack he was like oh um like what do you actually enjoy doing and I was like love that walking and mm-hmm. I want to be stronger but I don't want to be I don't really want to be skinny I just want to get like stronger because like I have a seven-year-old mm. a three-year-old and a one-year-old and okay. they're all <laughs> They're all fucking yeah. mental. You need resilience. <laughs> you need yeah. like, what's the word? Stamina. Stamina is exactly. what you need. Yeah. And so I was like, I, I, and he was like, what equipment do you have at home? And I was like, I've got an exercise bike. He was like, how often do you go on that? And I was like, barely ever, because it makes me feel like death. And he was like, okay, we won't use the exercise bike then. And we will go for walks. Oh, and so, <laughs> so like some of my workouts are just like, go for a walk through a field. It's like, 
Love okay, that. cool. Oh my god, do you know how happy that makes me. That's Honestly, so nice. I've got beautiful photos of my last walk, like duck ponds, wheat fields, and all sorts of stuff. It was lovely. And but I, how much did you enjoy husband... that compared to like sweating it out in an hour for the gym, hating it? I absolutely love it, and I hate the gym. And I'm going to be honest with you. When I moved to Essex ten years ago, I'm a North London girl, born oh, and bred, okay. and yeah. filled North London. I know you're Kent, but that's fine. <laughs> No, it's not. We like North London. <laughs> south of the river. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, there is this massive thing about North and South of the River. And do you know what's so funny? I only found out recently. So obviously, like the Kent and Essex, there is a thing between mm. the Kent and Essex, right? But yeah. I didn't realise that Essex had it in for us as much as we have it in for Essex. Mm-hmm. So there's a girl at work, and she's like, "Yeah, Kent's full of like inbreds," and I'm like, "No, we're nice." And now it's, the, it's a real rivalry. Who knew? But anyway, I still like you. It is funny. <laughs> no, so if anyone ever asks me, I'm I'm a North Londoner. I'm mm-hmm. not from Essex, uh, but I, I did I did move here. We love you, Essex people. Um, I moved here ten years ago. Mm. Well, eleven actually, eleven years ago. God, that's crazy. Um, and um, and one of the first things that my me and my husband did was we checked out the gym. We went we went and got passes for all the gyms. Yeah. And and I felt so uncomfortable. I'm not a gym person. I go for, even for a walk and I look like a beetroot at the end of it. I sweat. Oh, yeah. You know, you, I have these things called sweat glands and they work. <laughs> okay. And they uh, work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, I cannot wear makeup in 30 degree heat because it will just melt off my face. Mm-hmm. Whereas you get these girls in like skin tight everything mm-hmm. on a cross trainer moving incredibly slow with a full face of slap and I was just like I don't know like I don't fit in here and so mm. I never went back because I felt so uncomfortable it was it was like I'm actually here to do something and make myself feel better mm. and I felt ostracized for it and so I I just didn't and we got a dog and I walked her every day and twice a day sometimes and that's what made me feel good was going out for a walk with the dog and like actually like listening to some music or chatting to my family on the phone and and things like that and so and now it's listening to your podcast and (laughs) and other things as well (laughs) um but like there's but I mean about a year and a half ago I started therapy as well just because like I felt I'd been in such a shit job I'd I was freelancing for this company and they were the top most toxic company on the planet god mm. and uh, <laughs> not saying anything but um yeah I want all the goss <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was just like one of those things and and I was so depressed and then some uh my husband said something and really triggered me and I was just like I think I need help and he was like I fully support this (laughs) let's get you some help so um but like between that and now actually moving more Mm. in a way that makes me happy yeah I feel so much better and uh, I think as well like following people like yourself it does help because like even when you get the the actual reality of it like Mm -hmm. I I, anyone who follows you knows that you've been going through the uh the joys of the arm wound um (laughs) but I mean like but like that affects so many people like how many people have um you know have an allergic reaction to hair dye and don't even realize it Mm. and then it happens and like they didn't do the patch test oh my god yeah yeah can you imagine 
Um, <laughs> well, you can. Um, <laughs> I know. Like, I've just, I've just today returned a little bit more to normal. Yeah, oh, buzzing. A bit more like my eczema. It's <laughs> more like eczema now. Eczema I can deal with. Not like my arms blowing up four times the size, not being oh able to move them. It was a whole, it was a whole time. But yes, import. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah the that's, normal stuff. But it's important to see all of that. And I think the really nice thing about as well your community group on Facebook is people can actually write in there and just be like someone took this picture of me and sent it to me and they had all the best intentions and it was a happy moment and I felt great at the time and now I look at it and I feel like shit yeah and and then seriously it's like the warmest hug in that group everyone comes rallies around and just goes what are you on about like I see someone who's really happy and you're there and you're with your kids yeah and what's really nice what's really nice about the group is that it really is like you don't have to listen to the podcast to be part of the group yeah and um, although it, it would make sense because then you know, you know you know what we're all talking about and and you're there but you don't have to and it is the warmest hug like that's yeah. such a lovely way to put it since we started it last early 2022 it's just it's probably one of the biggest joys of my life is seeing the stuff in that group because I know have so I grew up uh, slimmer and, and then gained weight uh, sort of in my mid-20s and then I was like the biggest of my friends and there was things that were going on and that I couldn't do and I and then I couldn't shop yeah. and all this kind of stuff and not, I couldn't talk to anyone about it didn't even think that I needed to talk to anyone about it so although our podcast sorry so in that group you've got people there who haven't got those other people in their life either yeah. and they are finding their people in this group of of mostly women um, and we've got some great, you know, guys in there as well, really supportive and fabulous. But equally, you don't also have to be plus size or bigger or whatever to be in that group. We have got some the, the whole ethos is basically the way we look is the least interesting thing about you. And we are there mm. to support and be fangirls for each other. And I love that French don't even get me started on the friendships that are made in there because I cry <laughs> every time. But it's just so nice that, yeah, you could post a photo in there and be like, and it's not like in a in a like sort of self-deprecating way or in a oh I just no. get it for the compliments it's like do you know what I'm having a really shit day so I've just seen this photo of myself and I hate it and the women and the people in the group aren't gonna go oh no but don't worry about it because you look great it's more just I totally get how you feel that feels like yeah. shit it's not like oh don't don't worry don't don't be sad it's more yeah shit isn't it like plastic <laughs> chairs in the in the garden like the five pound plastic oh chairs in the garden shit aren't they yeah not like oh really sorry it's we need that in our lives. <laughs> that, like, that's the thing, isn't it? And I mean, you know, you and I are of a, a similar age and grew up with those awful magazines with all the, you know, someone who's a size zero has cellulite. Whoop-de-doo, everyone bloody well does. <laughs> Fuck off. But you're going to make us feel bad about it anyway. And like, mm-hmm. I, when I was, you know, when I was a teenager, I had like the worst group of friends. They were all... You know, it was all looks and like we'd be sat there. I was eight and a half. I got down to about eight stone, went to my GP and he was just like, yeah, you're you're too skinny. I can see rib. I can see your hips. You have to gain weight. Otherwise, bad things are going to happen to you. Um, And then for like the longest time, I was, you know, an average size. And then, of course, had the kids and also having two so close together Mm. as well really um really changes things and ups the ante in the whole weight gain scenario so in the course of like you know last couple of years I put I put on about three stone and for some 
you know inexplicable reason <coughs> hormones um <laughs> you know things just kept creeping up and creeping up and creeping up and like I really found it hard to believe that my husband still found me attractive Mate, that guy tries to jump me every five seconds and I don't <laughs> think I'm attractive does. it's like what is going on but <laughs> he he loves me I love him he's super hot and um but you know lockdown got us all didn't it and (laughs) and and it's god it's fine I mean in case of you know with your case of of having children becoming a mum and stuff like that your body is going to change yeah um and I I can't really I don't have children but I can only imagine the pressure and what that feels like because as I said before my my story is that I'm, I'm I'm big now because I gained weight about sort of eight years ago yeah. um I started gaining weight and I know what that pressure is like to be like I've gained weight and I think the world thinks I'm disgusting and everyone's looking at me and no one likes me and oh my god I can't shop anywhere and I know that feeling and I know that feeling without having to have the children as well so yeah. it doesn't even really matter the reasons why you gain weight so much it is just the stigma that comes with weight gain is unbelievable and Although it doesn't matter, and we will get to this, and I want like I hope this will be the point that I drive home. There are there are people in all of our lives probably who will probably yeah. have said something, or you're seeing the way that they look at you, and they could be the most wonderful people, and you love them. But those diet culturey things of you know to be small is better, and everything yeah. must be flattering, are in everybody's brains. We've we've grown up with all of this. You know, us growing up in the '90s and noughties did, but those people grow growing up in the 60s 70s 80s also had it even worse without social oh, media yeah. being like oh hey by the way it doesn't matter for being fat is great um so <laughs> we've had it um and yeah if you gain weight you you might have a mum saying oh darling like you put on a bit or someone saying stuff so it's really really shit yes um getting I mean, out I, of that. I even found it quite triggering even like someone coming up and telling me that I looked I looked good that had you had had I lost a couple of pounds it was like what's that to you yeah and then and then what are you implying exactly did I need to like was I not pretty before did did I was I not good looking before and that's the I think that's like that's crazy to me like I I I find it weird that people compliment each other in that way like Mm. When you think about it, it is, isn't it? It's yeah. it's absolutely insane. But it's the first go-to that we all have. Yeah, yeah. About appearances of of that. But even if someone just looks super happy, I'm like, wow, you look really happy today. Or yeah, I nice. love that top on you. Always been. I've always compliment complimented people in that way. I've never said, oh, you look good. Have you lost a couple of pounds? Oh God, I would never. I would never. It, it drives me insane because it's such a trigger to me anyway as mm. well. So I'd never say that to anyone else. But you only know that when it's it, you've been through it. I feel mm. and like my a member of my family, well, extended family, <laughs> is always on a diet. Always, yeah. always on a diet always compliments people in that way yeah and I know why like you know she was brought up in that way you had to look good to get a husband that's the way it was mm. and and so she was always like always on a diet probably still is now mm. and but it's but and like you said I absolutely love her she's like yeah. one of my main people but I still every time she says something like that I just like I'm like ah 
and yes it's a new dress so yes it's lovely <laughs> I know it's difficult oh. and then you hear you know like if someone in your like those family members and I'm sure we, we can all think of them or maybe their colleagues or friends or whatever and they notice somebody else has perhaps lost weight or their body has changed and they're complimenting it as if it's the world's biggest thing that they've ever done but you have just I don't know graduated university or got a brand oh, new gosh, job yeah. or <laughs> you know written a book or do, what, all these amazing things you're like hi I've just achieved this actual thing as well and you're acting like weight loss is the world's biggest achievement when it's not like yeah. the, the focus we all have on bodies is understandable obviously and we're not saying that but it's more just there's so much more going on and there's so much more to talk about like I think the most interesting thing about people is the thing that they're most passionate about mm. I love that I don't care what you look like <laughs> I couldn't give a shit what like size pants you put on every morning what I do want to know is like what music you into can we talk about films can we get yeah. excited about Little Mermaid do you know what I mean like that's what I want <laughs> I feel like uh yeah no Yes, I feel like we're very similar in that way, exactly. And and that's that's the thing, isn't it? Is like what, as you always say, it's the least thing, interesting thing about you. And I so, if I'm going to be honest, I look at you on Instagram, mm-hmm. as do most people, quite a lot. And I just look at the way you dress, and I just think every time I see you in one of your fabulous dresses, I just think you look so beautiful. <laughs> whatever you wear but but like you know you you have quite you sort I feel like you've really found your style and you really know like what suits you Mm. and um do you know what you did this um you did this reel a while ago um it was a Sainsbury's TU reel yeah you went and tried on some dresses Mm. and you were a bit like ah you know I quite like this one I don't like that one blah 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 Mm. it's just really honest and really real and um I think one of the things that really hit me was like you were like do you know what I feel like I really like this dress but I'm not sure because if I'm honest the lighting was just shit in (laughs) and it's so true like I don't Mm. actually go out and physically try clothes on anymore like Mm, I tend to order them online and you look at them on the model and you see them on the model and that model doesn't have the same body shape as you it doesn't look like you Mm. and and it's really difficult and I you know I just I just don't go shopping anymore I tend to buy things online and then they either sit in my wardrobe with tags on if I don't like them or they get returned awfully late (laughs) do your returns if anyone's listening to this right now do your bloody returns don't procrastinate like me (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I think like and I also think that you've got to be in the right mood to go clothes shopping as well because like sometimes if I'm feeling really shit and I go try on clothes chances are I'm going to find something wrong like I'll try yeah. on a size that I think fits me and mm. it doesn't and instead of just going oh I'll size up mm. I'll just like beat myself over the yeah. head go to you know Costa and get a stupidly stupidly priced coffee and a croissant to make myself yeah. feel better um yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's bad but- stuff but who would you say has would you say anyone in particular has like influenced the way you dress So I'll get to kind of people in terms of their style that I like, but what I will say is that um, 
I love my wardrobe now. I it, I can go into my wardrobe. This is it's, it's such a privilege and I will explain it in a second. I can go to my wardrobe now. I'm going away for two days uh, in the morning. I've got oh, to have three cool. outfits because uh, we're doing a show in Liverpool and I'm very excited about it at Apple. Um, and I've got to have three outfits and I know that I can go into my wardrobe now and find those three outfits without having yeah. you. We, we have all done it. That, that panic, that tantrum of before going out and trying to find an outfit that fits that you like that you feel comfortable yeah. in and then just being like fuck it I'm not going it's like all very the Grinch um uh, and I had that and I had that for so long but now I can go into that wardrobe and find things that I love and feel comfortable comfortable and confident in yeah. however that has not always been the case and after I gained weight again it was one of those none of my clothes were fitting and I had yeah. these like array of dresses that were you know there were little dresses and strappy and little mini and fabulous and colorful and wonderful and they were all size 12s and 14s and they didn't fit anymore and so I just started going to supermarkets and finding whatever I could in my size my style for many years was what fits and what I can find in Asda that's my size how many of us have had that right (laughs) and I spent years wearing black leggings and a baggy top or jeans and a camisole with a caftan um and while there's absolutely nothing wrong with that style and those clothes at all because everyone's style is different and that's what's so fabulous it wasn't me and yeah. it was me hiding and me thinking that I didn't deserve to have nice clothes or deserve to wear the colorful dresses that I wanted to essentially the style that I used to have when I was smaller I didn't think I deserved to have that when I was you know five dress sizes bigger mm. and it takes a lot of work and you know however many years later after starting it maybe like sort of two years two and a half years after kind of really going for it and trying to learn to love myself and accept the reasons why I gained weight and all that stuff and I just went fuck it like you said earlier <laughs> it is I think we all have got to get to this fuck it phase I just <laughs> mean, like I don't care what anybody else thinks of me yeah I want to wear what I want to wear and here's the here's the clincher that settled it for me it was like I am fat or this is my body whether I am wearing black leggings and a baggy t-shirt that I hate or whether I'm wearing a pink mini dress that I love right if you're one if you're wishing to cover your body or hide you're not going to make yourself smaller or different because you wear a different you know different clothes there are things that are perhaps more flattering and I hate that word but I can't think of another word for it right now but you're not it doesn't hide as much as we think it hides and so since that point I have just filled my wardrobe with things that I love and I think even in the last year and probably that's maybe what you're referring to is I've just gone for it even more yeah hemlines have come up I love it though you've got amazing legs show them off why not but that's I think that's the thing like I don't think the word flattering is is a bad word at all because hmm. like everyone has bits of their bodies that they prefer like I will 100% hold my hand up you spoke about this again recently um the the com- uh, what was it um the the comfort cardigan or something like that yeah, the safety I- cardigan the safety, safety cardigan yeah. I it's- even even when I was a size 8 to 10 I wore a safety cardigan even mm. then because I because I've got eczema and so I used to cover my uh, cover my arms up now I don't care like the only time I wear a cardigan in the summer 
is um if I'm trying to stop my elbow sweating and making the eczema worse oh, <laughs> <good> <laughs> point. <laughs> but, but like you know I I, I used I, I used to do that even then and now um now I don't like I'm quite happy in a strappy top and I really don't care like I I see pictures of myself now I mean like as I said sometimes I get caught off guard and I'll see something that someone's yeah. taken at a barbecue or really shit angle or they're taking a photo of someone else and I'm in the background yeah. <laughs> I'm not prepared and I think oh mm. fuck I look like an elephant yeah. um and then we other times I you know but then but then I also think well I feel comfortable in this I'm I'm hot I want to wear a strappy top and I will you know and I think that you know you you said again recently as well something else you said um that you uh, were privileged with the shape of the body that you have in that you have a waist yes. like a clearly defined waist yeah and so I, I mean I I again I don't think that the word flattering is in any way a, a bad word when we're describing things because like something that's flattering to someone else like a pair of mum jeans mm. I, I might feel like I look terrible in I I am a millennial and I own many a pair of skinny jeans. We just I, love our skinny jeans and side parties. Leave us alone. Mate, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but like, I've try, I'm trying the cent- whole centre parting. I have I have very similar bangs to you, my love. And I cannot make them you've work for this- me. <laughs> I love that you've gone with trying the centre part. And that's what I think I do as well. But both of ours are still very off centre. And if you're watching on Spotify, you will be able to see all of this. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah so I um yeah, but I am millennial. I own many a pair of skinny jeans. Yes. I will not lie. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I mean that there was a day when I used to only wear boot cut because that was all that was fucking available. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I, I I did recent I bought a pair of mum jeans um a while ago and I I just I put them on and I just felt like a sack of potatoes and then I look at someone else and they're the most flattering jeans mm. on someone else mm. and I think again like when we say that body positivity is um means different things to different people I think you know what you feel I I feel like flattering clothes are the clothes you feel comfortable in mostly because like if you're happy in your clothes and you're happy in what you're wearing mm. it's visibly obvious isn't yes, it like well, right. you know so there we go so we, we don't find so... the word flattering <laughs> so what's really interesting is that that's your definition of the word flattering which I find really mm. interesting whereas mine and and perhaps this yeah I might need to sort of think about this a little bit is flattering to me is everyone telling me what well, you know growing up and be like oh that's really flattering on you and yeah. to me that's them saying that makes you look smaller and yes. it's that you're saying flattering because you think it's making me look smaller but you're right that's not always the case and I think perhaps for some people flattering means you look really bloody fabulous in that like because you just look confident and happy in that so yeah you are right and um, <laughs> so I take back that point and yeah yeah when you're wearing something that you feel awesome in mm. is the best and we we sometimes you know I sometimes apologize when I talk about fashion when we talk about sorry what I say I sometimes apologize when I talk about fashion because oh no fashion's fickle it's not fickle the 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 line between 
fashion and what we wear and our self-esteem and confidence is huge it is so linked Mm. that's that's why when we go into new look and we can't find anything in our size we've got to go up two sizes because the sizes are all silly that's why we feel like shit that's why when we get that perfect dress we feel amazing so Mm. there's such this link between them and having a wardrobe full of clothes that you love you feel comfortable and confident those are the two things I'm not going to feel confident if I ain't comfortable oh and vice versa and I just wanted to say as well this is so important you don't have to spend a lot of money to do it and the way that I've done it because I'm on one salary or like an NHS (laughs) one salary situation in my house um is I sold my clothes that I have grown out of Oh, wow. And I put that money towards a new wardrobe that I mostly have got secondhand on vintage because who's got the money to buy yeah. those clothes? You know what I mean? So I just wanted to say that as well. It's time to, if you've got this, you know, wardrobe or drawers full of clothes that don't fit you anymore, it's time to say goodbye to them because they're not going to make mm. you feel good and sell them if you want to and use that money to buy nice things that you love. Well, my... My mum introduced me to Vinted because she did exactly that with her wardrobe as well. Fabulous. And um, and she she like comes around to my house every Monday to look after my kids while I work. Um, and seriously, that woman, she comes in every day <laughs> in a new top. And I'm like, right. where the fuck has that come from, mum? <laughs> oh, um, it was a Vinted special, she calls it. A vintage special. It is um, an addiction. Watch yourself, everybody. Because I know. at the weekend it was Saturday and it was one minute past 10 a.m. and I'd already bought four dresses on vintage and I was like, what the hell? But they need a new home and I'm giving them a new home. Exactly. And so <laughs> I um I tried on a pair of shorts um a couple of weeks ago and they didn't fit me anymore. They were my shorts from last summer and I could have got upset about it and I could have been really down about it. And instead I went on Vinted and I bought two pairs of shorts from, from Vinted. Love. Uh, and I just thought, do you know what? If they're the wrong size, if they don't fit or if they're, you know, God forbid, too small, um, then I'll just put them back on Vinted and Absolutely. I'll sell them again. <laughs> you know, it's, it's easy. And that's like one of the best things about it is that, you get to you get to try all these dresses and and other things on um and they're nowhere near the price of what you would have bought them for like from you know the actual shop to yeah. be honest um but like i yeah it, i think vintage as well has given me sort of like more of the confidence to to try new things oh my god it has to be too stuff. yeah so 100%. like the mum jeans that I bought from mm. were from Vinted and I'll, again, they are Marks and Spencer's jeans. They're actually really good quality. Love an M&S. <laughs> and I really liked them. Whereas mm-hmm. the ones I bought from Asda, I was not happy with. There we and, go, so we just um, try. Yeah, I'm, I'm very sorry. I, I did not did not return them on time. And so they have ended up on Vinted. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> well, at least they go to a new home and that's it, the most important thing. Yeah. So that's good. And they can go it's to like a new... the circle of life fashion <laughs> but like probably about 70% of the clothes I wear are secondhand and yeah. I love them but that's the other thing that I really like as well is that like you're not afraid to say that and I, I just mm. think it's brilliant that like you know we sometimes we see influencers sharing their their fashion favorites and they're all like dresses that are like 200 quid or whatever and and things like that 
and although that's fine for some people you know we're again we're, we're moving house and it's uh stupid with interest rates at the moment we yeah, have three really crazy scary. kids who all need stuff and I like a swarm of locusts at times that just eat us out of house and, <laughs> 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 and, and yeah. so yeah we all need a bit of vintage in our lives and that's, that's a great thing absolutely and there's a lot there's more options I think on 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 vintage depop ebay whatever in our sizes than there probably is if you walked into you know Westfield or Blue Water or Lakes like you do know what I mean like I went into I had a really bad um I think part of my whole jeans situation recently I had such a bad experience in River Island I went in and I was looking for a pair of of either 14 or 16 jeans and I'll be honest in River Island I'm probably a 16 18 honestly Mm. and um I was I was I went in I was hopeful and all of the jeans on their rails out on the shop floor only went up to a 14 and I almost cried because like I the best pair of jeans I've ever owned were River Island jeans they're good quality jeans Mm. but they just did not have my size and I just felt like complete and utter shit and then my husband walked up to me and he was like let's go to new look I was like right okay trusty new look that's it and they've they've extended their size in in, yeah in store to 22 on everything that's yeah and that's that's my safety place is new look if I'm honest with you I love yeah. a bit of new look and mm. uh, honestly like they're they're one of the only shops that I found where the sizing of their jeans is fairly similar across yeah. all their ranges as well and that's one thing that um Alex Light um speaks about as well mm. she has this she has this amazing image that she shares yeah. of trousers all from the same shop all in the same size and it's just fucking crazy there's the size difference between all of those pairs of trousers is absolutely insane I will share I will hunt that image down and I'll share it to my stories for you guys Mm -hmm. but it's just absolute insanity so if you ever feel like you're not worthy of a shop that's not the case the shop is not worthy of you guys yeah say it louder for the people at the back oh my god do. Do. Uh, <laughs> they're not worthy of your money if they no. cannot stock your sizes in store mm-hmm. and if they are not going to provide their clothes in your size that you know they're still pretty much all retailers are still doing separate plus sizes which is quite frustrating and Many of them do not stock above a size 20 in store. Most don't do an 18. If they do, it's like one or two. And then even our beloved new look was bad. I don't think it's as bad anymore now. It's extended to sizes, but it was like, you have a little section at the back, girls. If you're above a size 18, you've got to go by the over there and get your butterfly tops and your cold shoulders and your fucking jewelry and all that shit. So, another cold shoulder top. Mate, I spent. I think I spent pretty much all of 2017 and 18 in a cold shoulder top and jeans. That was my life. <laughs> oh god! Like um, my uh, my mum got uh, found like the best place to go shopping for for bigger sizes was actually a supermarket. I so, love a supermarket I shop. Love a supermarket oh, shop. Yeah, this is best. why I'm not allowed to do the food shop anymore. So. <laughs> Basically, I pre pre lockdown, um, I would go to the supermarket with my now eldest, who was like three, four. She turned four just as we went into lockdown, and um, and we we go to the supermarket, and mostly for the excuse that I had to pick up a couple of things for dinner. Oops, 
we accidentally went to the cafe for some chips um, because <laughs> fell into the cafe oopsie yeah. oh do you know what their their coffees weren't bad it was all very reasonably priced and she was hangry as fuck after nursery and so we used got to see what you got to do babes yeah get it yeah, we used to we used to go have a little look at the clothes buy a magazine grab oh some sausages God. get some chips and doesn't that sound like a fabulous day oh we this was our time we get oh, to spend this time together have the, nice. have the nursery download I don't get to do that with the others um, now, which is a shame. But her nursery was right next to Sainsbury's. And so sometimes I just like park at Sainsbury's, go grab her (laughs) and then go back. But yeah, I'd always act, you know, just stuff falls into your basket, doesn't it? It's it's not not your fault. No. (laughs) No, and they're great. Do you know what as well? I think it also locked down that did supermarket fashion a favour because that's the only... It was, I just remember I had a day off. So I work in the NHS, uh, luckily uh, in a corporate role, not frontline, but either way, the, the the first three months of COVID was horrendous for me. Yeah. So I booked a day off purely, I think it was mm, end of May, purely to go to the big Sainsbury's that was a 45 minute drive away. <laughs> and I, you know, I spent four hours in that. Oh I looked at every product, every, like, do you know, I had the best time of my life. And now, yeah, I don't go shopping in person pretty much ever I think I've gone yeah. to M&S recently unless it's for a, a little Tesco's or a Sainzo's love it yeah so when we went into lockdown I was pregnant with my second oh gosh okay yeah, literally about to pop no um, did you have a baby during COVID like for like yeah stop there's so many children I um, know <laughs> <laughs> one second let me find another one uh, no. <laughs> yeah so I had so my um so we went into lockdown or ju- just before Mother's Day in March didn't yes. we which was yeah. shit um mm-hmm. and then uh, luckily I say luckily I feel bad for my sister about it but my mum joined our uh, oh yeah your bubble um so yeah it was a bit of a shit show but yeah mm. it, it happened um but I we I was very pregnant I had her on uh the 20th of April jeez and so there was all this thing about whether he could be there or not yeah. like all of that um luckily he could but I had to be oh, triaged first and she was sat so low throughout the whole pregnancy that she just like whooshed out um so it was like we were lucky to make it to the hospital um and um and then yeah so I couldn't do the food shop anymore because I was pregnant and they you know it was like you're not you're not allowed out anywhere because you're you you are carrying new life you are important (laughs) apparently you must shield uh, yes exactly so I wasn't allowed out anywhere um and so I I lost my supermarket (gasts) no do you know what I get dirty looks like he'd pull up you pull up to Sainsbury's, shove a mask at me, throw your carrier bag at me, and then I'd have to quickly run in, grab some bits and run back out again. But then I was, it, it got to the point where I just felt so judged. I was like, mate, you have to do this now. I can't do this anymore. Like people are tutting at me down the, down the, down the oh aisles. Like, and I'm whispering as well. Like, she shouldn't be here. It was like, oh, okay, fine. I won't, I won't risk it anymore. Oh no. um, and then, um, and then my when she was 10 months old, I found out just as I started my marketing agency and had hired my first person, found out I was pregnant with my third. Crikey. Complete and utter surprise. So yes, she was the she was the bog off. She was the bow one get off. 
I love her to pieces and she honestly they're all my favorites but yeah, she's she's special um oh. but yeah uh, we we thought we were done with two and we ended up with a third so there you go um interesting but, and now yeah, you've got I, your and now you've got your supermarkets back yeah but this is the thing like even now we we're so busy with everything and my both my husband and I work from home and so we we don't it's like going out is a struggle and that was one of the other things why I actually signed up to work with a PT because I was like if he tells me I have to go out I have to go out (laughs) like I have a reason to go out you know like um I needed the accountability of having a person going have you done your walk today (laughs) maybe Um, need that too (laughs) yeah it, it was really helpful and so like you know just pay someone to tell you to go for a walk maybe just get a friend to go for a walk with you I should do yeah I mean to be fair I only started walking because we were doing a charity step challenge at yeah, work I and I was accountable on an app and people saw how many steps you did a day <gasps> yeah all right sorry but the, as, a, as, a, as a complete aside to how much we love a supermarket shop is but yeah no I, accountability. Like, yes, I, I lost my supermarket shops and so yeah I still don't I still don't really get to go but even when I do like uh, the asda near us the clothes are upstairs and i always find a reason to go upstairs always. whether you know i was like oh what? i just went to check out the bowls because the bowl. baby smashed all the bowls in our house and so it's like i must go and look at bowls oh whoops uh, <laughs> <laughs> that 18 pound dress just for basket. what yeah, a shame it's not our fault <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love it <laughs> yeah <laughs> back on topic uh, <laughs> so um so you're now entering your fourth season of the podcast yes. which I'm very excited about um but I'm gonna I'm gonna make you be uh very decisive here I'm up for it let's do it who is your favorite guest that you've had so far Can I have two okay fine okay good uh <laughs> I <laughs> Uh, genuinely we have not had a bad guest uh, yeah. and I mean that so genuinely we 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 are quite picky with who we have on and we are we talk about it and we make sure that we have um diversity across as many different areas as we can get that because we want our podcast to be for everybody mm-hmm. and so we have been so lucky with all of our guests but two particular ones stick out for me because they had the most significant impact on my life genuinely um, and then we saw lots of other people have it have impact on them as well so the yeah. first one is uh, Tally Rye yeah um, who is a, a personal trainer and does lots on Instagram and it is just so bloody lovely there are no words I've, I've been lucky enough to meet her as well and she's just wonderful and she was the first person who kind of said you know exercise doesn't just have to be for weight loss it can yeah. just be for your brain and that was like revolutionary and I if you don't follow her already please do follow her she's just incredible um but because of my own relationship with movement and exercise and diet culture yeah. and stuff, it took me a, it took me over a year to put that into pro, into practice. Um, but I remember that conversation so vividly, and she's incredible. But my I think probably my ultimate one, and I've said this a few times, but I'll always say it, um, is um, is somebody called Scotty Unfamous, and that's okay. her Instagram handle. And it she is what she calls a sex fluencer, which is just Ooh. the best title ever. Um, and we did an episode with her that was all about um, kind of intimacy, sex, uh, self-pleasure and all that kind of stuff as a bigger person. Yeah. And at the time, uh, so I'm single. And at the time I hadn't dated for a good two and a half years because I was like, 
no one's going to find me attractive. I'm disgusting. Who's going to want to have sex with me? Blah, 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 blah. And we had this one conversation with Scotty. And I'll tell you what, I downloaded the apps the next day and I had the best <laughs> autumn of my life. Like, it was just fantastic. And she changed the game. And, and, and one of the biggest, sorry, one of the things that she said to me, and, and again, I think it's, had, it's one of the things that had the biggest impact in my confidence is um, learning to kind of like look at yourself and accept yourself, like especially naked and stuff, yeah. walk around the house, look at yourself, take photos, all that kind of thing. Um, you know, se- sexuality is really important to me. And I was missing that from my life because I just thought, you know, cause I gained weight, I was unattractive, not worthy and all of this. Um, so Scotty has a very special place in my heart for just kind of bringing me back to life a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I loved that episode. <laughs> if I could both hug you and give you a high five all at the same time. Yeah. That, that <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, now, um, my 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 sister wanted me to ask you this one okay um who would be your dream guest oh my god um again I think I have two okay <laughs> <laughs> I have like the ultimate the yes. ultimate go love yourself guest would be Queen Lizzo <laughs> of course <laughs> because like she is revolutionizing stuff. And I think even more so than we probably even realize. Yeah. And there are girls, women out there who are seeing her do her thing. Yeah. And for the first time are feeling represented, important, sexy, all of that. And she's doing it on so many levels. There's so many different things that she's doing. Like she's up on stage. She's in these amazing, fabulous clothes. She's making, she's making everything just everything's sexy now yeah. like <laughs> yeah. and she's doing that you know as a woman of color as yeah. well but also and this is my own personal take on it as a fellow flute player instrument so cool <laughs> mate the fact that she's got a name the flute I think she's maybe called Sasha I'm not sure oh my God, but when we went we saw, oh it's just fantastic we saw her at the O2 um in March and like she did a solo with the flute and it was just like how are however many thousands of people in this room all just absolutely captivated and like screaming about this woman playing the flute who would have thought that like five years ago do you know what I mean but she's making it cool when I was at school I I was learning the flute and I used to get ribbed for it all the time I'd have my little my flute box and everyone would be like what's in there I'd be like my flute and people would want to see it and they'd be like oh and you play it like this and I was like mm, no no you don't like this and like you hold it like a recorder but you turn it to this so yeah you tell and, them <laughs> yeah exactly and I had like my little screwdriver set and everything to make sure everything sounded right and <laughs> and my flute was rented as well because like you do it mm-hmm. the flutes are stupidly expensive so you rent your flute and you have to look after it and everything as well. And so like my teacher would always be like, oh, we've got to screw this bit back in and blah. <laughs> okay, it's very official. Um, but yeah, but like the minute you mention flute to people, they're just like, oh, what is that? Oh, why? You know, at least mm. play something cool like a saxophone. Why are you playing the flute? <laughs> and then you see her up on stage, like at Glastow, just like, oh, I'll just whip my flute out and play a little yeah. bit. And it's just no. like, what the hell? No, like- <laughs> It's, it's just incredible so she's doing it all and she gets so much flack and she takes it on the chin and she's doing she's going to change the world like 
I mean, like from the from our outside perspective, from what we see of her, mm-hmm. like yeah, she gets flack and she's just like, fuck you, I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. I mean, who knows? She might be like in her dressing gown every now and again, eating a tub of Hagendas, thinking, why am I doing this? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but, I mean, like but, yeah, the amount, like seriously, the amount of positive messages she must get from people like us who are just like, mate, like you're slamming it. <laughs> I know it was it was just it's the representation part that just fills my heart with joy like at the concert in March there was this young girl right at the front who said I know the um it's about damn time dance and not the one that went viral yeah one that was a a bit there's a bit of the bridge or something she knew that dance and then this girl she picked this girl out of the crowd and then she was just on this little platform and she did the dance and then Lizzo posted about it the next day to be like I after we finished the show I burst into tears in my dressing room about that because it was like that's what I did and that's how I looked at Beyonce when I was younger and now this young black girl you know was able to do the same and how like powerful is that so the representation across you know women of color and for people in bigger bodies is incredible so she's the ultimate guest yes but my personal little like just would we've tried we've tried please someone listen (laughs) um is actually Miranda Hart because I the series Miranda is my favorite thing in the entire world it's just got a little place in my heart I watched it um going through some very 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 awful times and it was the thing that I put on and it's my old you know like your comfort show but it's that you've got to be pretty wibbly to watch this oh my god it's a huge family favorite of ours and and we reference her in all sorts of (laughs) yay I do too and no one gets it (laughs) oh my god we love it (laughs) <laughs> like you know it's like even when we're on the phone and something's happening it's always bear with, bear with. <laughs> always bear with <laughs> I have a such oh, yeah. fun key ring on my keys oh my god of course yeah. um no. actually I think I've got oh my god I think somewhere I bought a print of hers you know she's got her like Miranda yeah, shop yeah. and she did a print for uh, at some point with loads of different like little Miranda thingies I totally forgot I bought that I have no idea where that is <laughs> I'm well, gonna find it. Find it. <laughs> <laughs> find it. <laughs> so my like even even if you're looking for a really crap craft to do with children, making fruit friends is a real fun oh, thing to do. <laughs> fruit friends and vegetable pals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh my god! Gosh. Seriously though, like if you do ever get her on, can I just like be in the room? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I, if if she I'll comes be- on. I just cannot even. I think Laura will have to do what we're talking. for a day. I'll hold the bag of dicks. That That's fine. You might have to be me, to be fair, because I think I won't be able to physically talk because I fangirl anyway on everyone. But like, if Miranda Hart was there, I think I'd lose the plot. I'll just hold your hand. I'll hold your hand. <laughs> that would be fine. <laughs> oh no, North and South River people holding hands while Miranda. Well, now we're better. We've now, we've now just bonded over Miranda. So like, well, there you go. We BFFs, babes. <laughs> that and supermarket clothes shopping. We're friends for life. <laughs> and and secondhand shopping also. Oh yes, these definitely. are like my three loves. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we've got Lizzo, we've got Miranda Hart. They are guys. Listen to season four. Who knows? They Who may knows? appear. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so talking of season four, 
do you have uh do you have uh your guests already lined up what's going on <laughs> we got we got a few um Ooh. we're doing lots of pre-recording um yeah. so we've done quite a few episodes already ready for our That's season awesome. four to come out uh, at some point really soon um so I won't give anything away other than there's an episode that Laura and I are really excited for because I think if if you listen to the podcast you yeah. know that Laura and I are actually polar opposites in so many ways it's hilarious and we've only found out this more and more doing the podcast right I, I loved your last episode where you talked yes. about horoscopes that was brilliant I was just like why what but Very honestly different. you guys being polar opposite it sort of makes it works. sense yeah I think it works and we always we've we said it recently was like you couldn't really have a podcast of all me and you couldn't have one of all Laura you need both of us um and I love that and there's so there's a lot of things that we differ on um one of them being the little mermaid in which uh, yes. I saw it and I was like how did you hate it and then she voice noted me uh two minute voice note to be like what she didn't like about it and I couldn't talk to her for two days and that was hilarious I was like, <laughs> how could you not it's magical um but anyway yeah we differ on a lot but there's one thing that we agree on like so emphatically and there will be an episode on that is what I will say and I'm very excited about that and what we're really excited for season four is slightly diversifying our topics because we have obviously done a lot of body confidence self-love yeah. diet culture and that will be the main you know message and that will always be the main message but there's so much more we want to talk about you know last season we talked about binge eating anxiety ADHD we want to talk about those things as well in a way that Laura and I do that we hope for people listening is a case of yeah. like listening into two mates talking about this kind of stuff yeah so like we so it's fairly similar on my side as well so I've spoken about neurodiversity mm. um fussy eating in children um body confidence now thank god um, <laughs> but yeah loads of different stuff it's sobriety and um ADHD has come up a number of times so both me and my oldest are actually going through referral at the moment to find out okay. and I Brilliant. think that was one of the weirdest things like you know coming across all the videos that were probably TikToks originally, but I found them in Reels. Because get TikTok, for God's sake, you'll, you'll get it about four weeks before. So yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. But yeah, during during all my research to, to find out about my whether my nephew had it, realising my daughter probably did and everything related to me, I was just like, oh shit, that makes so much sense about why mm. I couldn't work in an office because I got distracted and everything was very squirrely. Um, Good <laughs> if word. you've ever watched up, you'll know the reference. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... It's um yeah, so we're we're both going through our own referral process at the moment as well. And like so I, I think for a lot of women, it's a very strange thing to to realise that you you might have ADHD because you're always presented it from a male point of view. You know, it's always the naughty boy in the classroom who can't sit still and throws chairs and all of that sort of stuff. Um, but you don't realise that in women it can present as talking too much or oversharing or your brain whizzing and not being able to mm. sleep at night and all of that fun stuff and I think that was like a real weird realization for me as well and having that time off on maternity leave and thinking I'm bored constantly because mm. I didn't have that stimulation of work mm. and making me feel more and more depressed because I didn't have people to talk to but then equally being around people all the time in an office environment drove me absolutely stoked. Mm. Like working remotely is a brilliant thing for me. <laughs> um, 
I get to speak to people and then I can switch them off again and concentrate Perfect. for a bit. <laughs> or I get to listen to your lovely voice talking about important things that are actually interesting instead of having to listen to Dave try and eat his lunch. Oh, um, Dave, when he eats his lunch, they need to start. And I tell you what, and it's yeah. Dave with his phone on and his phone on loud. No one's had their phone on loud, loud Dave, since 2005. Stop it. <laughs> and, if, and if I'm honest... Having uh, being a millennial and having a desk phone is probably one of the scariest things to ever happen right? to me in an office. It was <laughs> at least I can screen the calls coming into my mobile. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Honestly, yeah, I've struggled with that as well. Going back into the office, like when I first started yeah. at my first job, my boss was like, you know, when the phone rings, you have to answer it, and I was like, if it's important, they'll leave a voice. <laughs> <laughs> if they want me, they'll find me. <laughs> My voicemail was literally, you've reached the voicemail of Louise Jose. If you are, int- if you are, if you have something important to say, send me an email. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. Do you know what my first uh, comms job? Because I mean, I work in communications. Um, yeah. My my manager was um, a journalist from like the 70s and she was fantastic. I owe her like all the good, all the good bits I am at my day job is, is because of her. Yeah. But it was so funny because she was old school. She yeah. would like cold call and, and and be like right go out and get these stories and I was like well I don't mind going up to people and talking to them but I'm not picking up the phone yeah that's disgusting <laughs> and calling someone when they're not expecting it and then I'm having to answer the phone to but absolutely not and she just it was so funny because she couldn't grasp like why <laughs> my my first job out of uni was in PR and events and I so we are the same I know it's like my whole thing was having to like um negotiate like giveaways the price on giveaways and stuff like that and one of like I could negotiate that was fine I'd always be like well I've spoken to this company and that company and they can do it 5p cheaper <laughs> you know yes. um but like what well, I remember clearly on one of my on my like first real review of my performance was Louise has got better at answering the phone <laughs> I was just like fuck yes David I have got better at answering the phone <laughs> bloody david and his opinions <laughs> like oh, no. but honestly that was like I, I i got a lot out of that job i traveled a lot i i learned a lot and that was brilliant but like after that like i, I i'm in marketing now i mm. i do um i i put myself down more as a generalist but i guess really i've sort of like fallen into the world of content marketing okay <laughs> you know podcasts and webinars and things like that. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's 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 definitely fun, and um, but yeah, I I I can't think of anything else I I would rather do than being in marketing. Like, good, that's way. good. You know what you want to be when you grow up. I'm still figuring it out, mate. So that's good. Ah. Well, we're getting there. You you get there in the end eventually. <laughs> but yeah, I guess you know both of us doing podcasts we're both of us in comms and everything as well it's quite it's cool. that's awesome with us cool. with our just off the off the middle part and our yeah not quite middle part. yeah we can't commit but yes <laughs> <laughs> we are the same <laughs> it's brilliant but, um, honestly thank you so much for joining me today and and talking to me it's it honestly it's been awesome oh, because I'm such a fan girl of yours but oh bless you no it's been it's been amazing thank you so much for having me and I fear that we've perhaps steered away from body confidence and talked a lot about our opinions about David work and also supermarkets and other things but those are important things they are important things (laughs) and they are what my listeners want to hear and if they don't they can come back the week after next (laughs) 
but no it's been wonderful and always a great opportunity and um you know as someone that doesn't have children I just love that I've been able to come onto a podcast that is you know sort of more dead more um aimed at mums and hopefully this message still applies so I hope that's been helpful but that's the thing though is that like your audience is so diverse because of your message and Mm. it does apply to I feel like it applies to everyone even the Mm. most confident person they might be at the gym and have a six-pack and actually the reason they've been to the gym and got the six pack in the first place is because they didn't feel confident you know in their own body and I think it's a message that can apply to everyone you know as you said including men and 100% men really because they're the source of all body confidence probably <laughs> no, I know. and then they feel um, it and then they feel it too I'll give them sympathy but that's the thing isn't it, it. Yeah. it's like you know <laughs> Like it's 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 a stupid effed up world and we all have to live in it. And, you know, if we can at least feel more confident and happy in the bodies that we're in, then that's all it is. It's just life is so short and so fleeting. Let's not spend it at war with ourselves or or focusing on hating ourselves let's just focus on the good things which is spending time with the people that you love doing the things that make you smile and fill you with joy and just not worrying about something as insignificant as the way we look i love it i love you <laughs> so glad right you back came at you, babes. thank you so much for coming on and thank you're you so much for talking random shit with me for the last hour i really so appreciate well. it you're so welcome thank you <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode of mum's work and chaos please make sure to subscribe on whatever podcasting channel you're listening on at the moment or if you'd like to get involved feel free to email me at mumsworkandchaos at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at mumsworkandchaos. See you then.